So as we get into that portion of our service today where we, where we think about our message and our scripture passage, you, you can go ahead and take a seat. If you haven't realized, I'm not usually in here, so yeah. <laughs> so as we think about that message and scripture portion of our service, we see Jesus here contrasting these two different people, the, the man who builds his house on the rock and the man who builds it on sand. There's the one who hears Jesus' word and does it, and then the one who just hears him. And so before we get to that contrast that Jesus really wants us to see in this passage, I think it's important to realize how much these two people have in common. And the context of this passage shows us that. And when we realize what they have in common, it makes that contrast all the more stark. And it helps us evaluate our lives and ask, where are we? Are we on the rock? Are we on the sand? And ultimately, hopefully, to look at our baptisms and see the rock that God builds us on. But first, what do the foolish man and the wise man have in common? I think there's a number of things, but first of them is that they're both hearers. That's the thing that Jesus tells us about them in the parable. Both of them hear the word of God. And if we put this passage in the context of all of the Sermon on the Mount that comes before it, which Matthew's chapter, chapters 5 to 7, and this is the conclusion of that sermon, we realize that Jesus is talking to people who on the outside look pretty much the same. You know, the curb appeal of the house built on the sand is, is pretty much the same as the curb appeal of the house built on the rock. Jesus is talking to people whose lives look similar to everybody looking from the outside. They, they both fast. They both pray. They both practice spiritual disciplines. You wouldn't look at any of their lives and say, well, that guy's a liar or a cheater or he doesn't give any regard to Jesus. See, both of these people are the kind of people that do come and listen and hear Jesus' words. These are the kind of people that, that gather on Sunday mornings and, and watch online. Both the foolish and the wise man. So what's the difference? Well, the difference, I think, is that the wise man hears the word of God and does it. That's what Jesus tells us. But what does it mean to do the word of God? If we look through the Sermon on the Mount, what Jesus calls us to is perfect life. And to do that word is pretty, well, that's a pretty lofty goal. But yet Jesus says, this is the wise man. Because this wise man hears this word of God, and even though he looks the same as the foolish man on the outside, he doesn't just hear Jesus' words and think, okay, I can do one more thing, or I can do two more things the right way. But he hears Jesus say things like, if you're even angry with your brother, you're liable to judgment. If you're lustful, you're in danger of the fire of hell. The wise man hears these words and is wrecked by them. 
His, his, his foundations are laid bare. He is, he, his plot of ground that is his heart is swept away all the way down to the bedrock because he realizes just how sinful he is, just how helpless he is. When he hears Jesus' words, he's changed. He's changed to the point that he can enter through the narrow door that this Sermon on the Mount gives us, the door that are the Beatitudes, that are the blessings that Jesus speaks at the beginning of the sermon. This man is laid bare to the point that he is meek. He is poor in spirit. He is mourning because he sees his sin. He is hungry and thirsting for more of God's righteousness. That's the wise man. That's the man who hears God's word and does it. He's the man who lets Jesus' words change him. And the foolish man, make no mistake, the foolish man shows up to hear Jesus' words. He listens to everything that Jesus says, and he's probably even a pretty big fan of this Jesus guy. But the foolish man already has his walls in place on top of the sand when he shows up. He doesn't want this Jesus character to, to lay everything down that he's already built. He's got a pretty good life. He's got a pretty comfortable life. But he hears Jesus' words as, as advice that, that he needs to put into his house. You know, maybe, maybe I'll put a brick from Jesus here or a brick from Jesus there. See, the foolish man hears Jesus' words. He likes Jesus, but he doesn't want Jesus to change his heart. There's the difference. And sometimes when we face the struggles of our world, I think we wonder, well, who am I? Am I the foolish man? Because it feels like my house is falling down. Am I the foolish man? I mean, do I show up on Sunday morning because I know it's the right thing to do? Do, do I tell other people that they could come to church because that, that's just a nice thing to add to their lives? Or do I let Jesus change me? Am I, am I built on the sand? Do I think that I have my life pretty well together and I just need Jesus to come in and, and maybe help my relationship with my kids, help me raise my children, or I just need Jesus to come in so we can help this relationship with my spouse go a little better. I can invite Jesus to come on my adventures with me. And the things that we teach here, they, they do have that impact. A lot of times they have a positive impact on our family, sometimes a positive impact on our relationships. But the Jesus adventure isn't about letting Jesus come and help me. It's about letting Jesus come and lay us bare. About hearing God's word and letting it just wreck you. Wreck your plans, wreck what you thought your life was. And as Jesus wrecks that house down to the bedrock and begins to put a block in place, we praise him. We praise him for the Jesus adventure because we know that his plans for our life are so much higher than our plans for our life. 
the question is, are we built on the rock? Do we want Jesus to come and change things? Are we ready for him to wreck us? Or do we want to take the easy path and build on the sand? Because from the outside, the houses look the same. Until the storm comes, that is. And when the storm comes, you begin to see that foundation. And I heard a story this week from, from a man who, who, had this, uh, who had this fellow business associate who was a farmer. And they were sitting in his office, and the office had windows that looked out over this farm. And as they were sitting there, this farmer was about to harvest. He was a day away. All of the machines were in place. Everything was ready. And that day, as they sat in that office, a hailstorm came. And this farmer looked out at, at this multi-million dollar harvest he was about to, to rake in. And he watched it be pummeled to pieces by the hail. And as he was looking out the window, he, he was just muttering something to himself over and over again. And, and the friend who told me the story said he, he, he got up close behind him so that he could hear what he was saying. And this man was telling himself over and over and over again, he was praying, Lord, give me the wisdom to see the lesson you have in this for me. The man was built on the rock. He, even though it was painful, even though the experience of the storm hurt him, he still looked for God's plan in that, in that event, in his life, no matter what had happened. And there are a lot of, a lot of the storms that we go through that, that make us feel like the walls are settling around us, like they're crumbling and about to fall in. Maybe it's a con uh, an argument that has gone on with our spouse longer than we know it should. Maybe it's a loved one that died before we thought it was time. Whatever it is, as, as these storms crash into us and we ask ourselves, are we really built on the sand? Have I let Jesus come and lay my foundation low? Or am I built up on this shifting sand that's going to collapse? If that's the question you're asking yourself this morning, the good news is that as Jesus says this parable, he says, he doesn't say the one who hears my words and does them is like that wise man. He says he will be like that wise man. That's an important difference. Because as, as you read through Matthew's gospel, he's an artist with the way that he records Jesus' parables. And whenever Jesus says, this man is this, he's talking about what the kingdom is like. What the kingdom is like here and now as Jesus comes into our lives in this point in time. But every time he says it will be like this, he's pointing to when the kingdom comes in glory as Jesus returns at the end. This parable points us to the end. 
And the storms that we face in our lives, they're useful because they help us check that foundation and see if we are built on the rock. But to be built on the rock is to hear Jesus' words and do them. It is to be constantly in a renewal and repentance because that repentance brings renewal. As we read this parable, this parable is pointing forward to one storm, to one judgment day, to the day when Jesus returns to judge everyone. And that judgment day, the, the waters will rise, the, the waters will fall, the winds will blow, and it gives us a picture just like the flood that Noah experienced, where the whole earth is immersed in water, and the water is coming down even more on it. But the question is, when will that judgment day be for you? If you're questioning whether your foundation is on the rock or on the sand, the only question that we have to answer is when was that judgment day? Because when we were baptized, we were baptized into the death of Christ. We were baptized into a judgment day. The waters were below us and the waters were falling down on top of us and we were caught somewhere helplessly in the middle. And in that moment, in that moment of judgment, God brings us to the foot of the cross where Jesus hangs and Paul writes, or do you not know, brothers, that when you were baptized, you were baptized into the death of Christ. You were buried into a baptism you were buried with him, therefore, in baptism, into death. And at the foot of the cross, God smote us. Everything that we had built up on the sand, he washed it away. And he washed away the sand itself, and he stripped us bare to the bedrock. And he laid all of that judgment on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God has already brought us through the storm in baptism. Because even though we're put to death with Christ in our baptisms, he raises us up. He builds us on the bedrock of his promise. And on the bedrock of that promise, well, God, God lays the foundation. Our judgment day is over. The storm has passed. And as we look ahead to that storm when Jesus returns on judgment day, or as we face the storms in our life, well, we can face them with a little bit more surety. We can look back. We can remember that baptism. We can repent and renew ourselves because we know that our God is the God who brings us through the storm. Just like he brought us through the storm in baptism. On Thursday of this past week, as we had our middle school VBS, Pastor Tig shared a really powerful message with us. And at the end of it, we had each one of the kids take a piece of glass. And they wrote a sin that they struggled with on that piece of glass. And they remembered their baptism as they brought it up to the cross again. 
and they glued that sin to the cross. <laughs> the judgment day has already been made. And now as, as we look at this cross with the sins of an entire middle school, vacation, Bible school glued to it, you don't look at that cross anymore and remember the sin. Rather, when we look at that cross, it's, it's a beautiful reminder to us that the judgment day is over. It's a beautiful reminder to us that to hear God's word and to do it is to renew our lives in repentance, to remember our baptisms because it was in our baptism that God brought us through the storm. If we look ahead to another judgment day, we know that God brings us through the storm because the judgment was laid on Jesus Christ, his son. Amen.